0: Hello and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is sports media's number one Joel Linton correspondent. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. Hello. And to his immediate right, on the computer screen at least, is the festive fiddler, Mr. David Harris. Unbelievable.
1: Well, very festive um, given that it's Christmas this week. Chanks. I wouldn't say cheers, that's how that's gone. <laughs>
0: It's a good start for you, Dave. It's a good start. Um, but before we get down to the podcast, what's your favourite Christmas film, Dave? What's your favourite Christmas film?
1: Christmas film's um, it got to be Elf. Easily. Oh fuck off!
0: Elf is waffle, mate. It is pure waffle. It's shite. It's manufactured. It's manufactured American Christmas. It's just woeful. Gosh, put it in a cannon and fire it into the sky. Breslin, please save uh, it's, the segment.
2: It's also an American one, but it's uh, Home Alone.
0: Oh no! At least that's better than Elf. That's a movie with a bit of heart. There you go. There you are. Anyway, we'll talk about some football, shall we?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
0: So um, we want to touch on two teams this week. It's it's a bit difficult to um to go match by match as we quite often do when there's so much football flying around, um, particularly as we head into the even crazier part of the festive period. <laughs> so we're gonna think probably in the next couple of episodes. Take our time and focus on some of the other teams around the league. Um so this week we're talking about two of the teams who are further down the league. We're gonna talk about Brighton and we're gonna talk about Leeds because in and amongst the podcast, in and around the podcast, you might say, great podcast. Um we've got some differing thoughts and opinions. I know Dave is Dave's much lower on these teams than Mike is, for example, and myself included. Um so we're just gonna sit and talk about them in particular. So shall we kick it off with um where do you want to kick it off? Actually, I'll throw it to you. Do you want to talk Leeds first or wanna talk Brighton first? Start with Brighton. Start with Brighton. Yeah. So weekend, um Brighton drew with Sheffield United, which is obviously um not a great result, particularly when you consider that Sheffield were ten men down. Ten men down? They had ten men, <laughs> ten <laughs> men down! Imagine it's, 10 men. Imagine it's just Rabsdale and goal face of the firing squad. Good lord. Um He's taking a kick off and getting lobbed by the time he's run back. Um, Anyway, so obviously another bad result for Brighton. Brighton are not, for all their good football, Brighton are not particularly having a very good season. And um, Mr. David Harris has been waiting, waiting to get on the podcast. Because, ladies and gentlemen, he was looking at the south of England. He was looking at a club that had spent some time in a championship with a bright young manager. And he was thinking, who can I slander now Eddie Howe's gone? (laughs) <laughs> Who can I start a campaign to get them sacked?
1: And he decided, yeah.
0: and he, he he said, he, he texted me the other day, and this is a direct quote. He said, Graham Potter's the biggest uh, footballing fraud there's ever been. So well, take it away. Sure. Did not have yeah. well, a. No, but you, you, you wanted to talk about Brighton in particular. A question which is sort of like you think they're serious relegation candidates, whereas me and Mike think they're. Well, a good strike away
1: from Honestly, when i say relegation candidates i'm not lumping in this them in the same bracket of teams like fulham and west brom i just think they will be at this rate down there in a scrap
0: but you think that you think they're at real risk of being 18th
1: I'd, it's more the fact that i think they they might stay up by very small margins Rather than them getting relegated, I've never actually said at any point that I think they will go down. I think the teams that down there are worse than them, but they're not getting the results that they deserve.
0: Right. What do you mean by relegation?
1: That, that comes down to Graham Potter for for quite a few reasons why they're not getting results. Mhm. Keep going. Well, firstly, is team selections baffling? He. He started the season with like a solid back five that he was always going with. And he's been chopping and changing it on pretty much a weekly basis ever since. He's playing Solly March at left wing back, right? Solly March. He's been a he's been a left winger for his entire career. And now he's asking him to do defensive duties. And to be fair, I don't think he's doing that bad a job for it, given that he's someone that absolutely shouldn't be playing there. But it, it shows most of their attacks the, that they face come down that side because he marauds up the pitch, which as a natural winger, you expect him to do. Webster or Dan at left centre-back, who neither are particularly quick, end up getting taken outside. And it leaves usually Ben White and Lewis Dunk trying to defend whoever else is in the attack. And he keeps doing it every week. I, mean, I want to know
2: who, who scored, gave player of the match for this game. Was it Sonny March? <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: <laughs>
1: he, it doesn't matter, Mike. It doesn't matter on one game. He Dave, just
0: shouldn't be playing that. It's Dave, totally Dave, pointless. Dave, Dave, just a quick question. We'd like, what we've seen with like full-backs, particularly now, being essentially offensive players, and, and then you've got the left wing rap position, which is ostensibly even more offensive than a normal fullback. Would you not be expecting that wing backs like Tarek Lamptey on the other side he's very good at going forward but I know there's, there's serious defensive concerns with him as well is this, yeah. not, is, this, is this not to be expected
1: yeah but the thing is with wing backs is even with Lamptey yeah he does get caught on the pitch but he's quick enough to get back Solly March isn't quick but it's isn't just that that's... why you play a back three yeah but it's, there's no point playing him when he keeps bringing the centre backs out of position all the time they need to buy an actual left back. It's not March's fault, and I imagine Graham Potter doesn't fill that any of the left backs at the club. To be honest, I'm not even sure who they have. I knew they had Guyton Bong at one point. I so, don't even know if he's still there. So, so, so just,
2: last season they were playing they were playing Burn as the left side, were they? This six foot nine giant Dan Burn.
0: So just, just just Dave, you said team selection's a problem. Yeah, um, and you said he perhaps doesn't like any of the left backs at the club and you need he needs to buy one how is it um and you want you said it's a team selection from potter that's the problem what exactly do you want to see from him if um,
1: i want want him to start well it's more it's more with Solly march i feel like he's forced to play him my biggest issues are going forward is selections
0: but like, no, just walk- before before you go forward, Dave, who 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 are you looking? F- who who's the obvious replacement for Potter? Because if you if I'm like he says he's that. short of options, well, well, then well, well, what's well. he supposed to well, do?
1: Well, 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 this is going too far. I'm not saying that I think Potter should be out of the job. I'm just saying. No,
0: no, 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 no. no. I wasn't saying that. I was just asking. How can you how can you blame him for selecting Solly March when there's no other alternatives for him?
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure I have Bernardo, but I, I don't know whether he's injured or not. Because he was playing, he
2: wasn't on the bench for this game. Maybe I don't know he, if he's injured, but he wasn't he, on
1: the bench for this. He was or wasn't? Sorry, mate. He, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yeah, may, maybe yeah. he's injured. He he's the only left back I can think of that they actually have that springs to mind. Okay, to be okay.
0: okay. Further up the pitch, then what's what's what, where are the issues for you? Or further up the pitch, Dave? Well,
1: Morpie, as good as he has been, in, and in spells is horribly horribly out of form. He missed an absolute sitter in this game, which I think I'd expect him to do. It was a header that should end up in the back of the net, and he got it all wrong. Danny Welbeck, I understand, he's not not the best player anymore, or or even as good as Danny Welbeck used to be, but he's still a very willing runner, and that's important for Brighton to have someone like that trying to get him behind uh, due to the way that they try and play. He's... Like, when he came on in this game, it totally changed. I sort of get maybe why Potter dropped him, because he did miss an early chance against Leicester. But Morpay's been really badly off form, and Welbeck has been scoring a couple of goals, so I don't, don't really get why he dropped him. Also, he's playing in this game, like, two cams behind Morpay. One of them was Trossard, who obviously drifted out a bit further wide, which you'd expect. So, Aaron Connolly is like an out-and-out young striker, and he's asking him to play Cam, and Trossard, whether he was instructed to or not, is going to drift out wide because he's naturally a winger. Connolly just sort of looked totally out of place. He didn't know what he was supposed to be doing, whether he was supposed to join more in attacks or stay behind him. Didn't really make any space because he wasn't drifting out into the channel. Obviously, maybe because Lamptey's always darting forward. He didn't really need to he also keeps i uh this is more something i picked up from brighton to be honest brighton fans can't understand why pascal gross isn't in the team and pascal gross when he plays does seem to get like quite a few assists for them he also he's just quite quite a creative player i I don't really get why they wouldn't he wouldn't be trying to give these players a go Uh, they're clearly out of form as a whole He needs to be playing players more on the fact that, well, they can offer. Jahan Baksh as much as he tries, he didn't play in this one, but he has been trying to play him. He's terrible, so I understand why he's dropped in. But I just... It's more the fact that somehow... And that's, most of these players are Potter's signings. Some of them are genuinely terrible. It's really... It's really quite strange. And obviously this is a game that they dominated, but they just couldn't put away their chances. And it's fine. It's fine being able to create all these chances. But my bigger issue with them is very much how they were against Leicester in the game before where they lost 3-0. Where, yeah, they try and play this nice football, but they get caught at the back time and time again. And instead instead of going... A team equalising against them, most of the time a team is going 1-0 up because they haven't put away their chances. So he needs to... And I I actually am a fan of Potter's football. I, I always like a team that's down there that tries to play football instead of hoofball or like Sam Allardyce, Tony Pulis, people like that. I'd much rather someone like how Swansea were in the Premier League. They try to play proper football and I, I respect that. But the thing for me at the bottom of this is that they're not picking up points and they need to work out a formula to pick up points now whether that's
0: hold on we're getting we're getting a further away further away from the whole team selection part come back to that let's just mike just so we have a just so we give both sides to each point rather than one long thing mike with dave's points about pascal gross because like dave says he is one of the best creators you watched a lot of Danny Welbeck. If, if their issue is finishing chances, <laughs> is Danny Welbeck the, the perfect person to finish those chances?
2: I mean, I know he scored in this game, but having watched him for a few years at United, and I'm sure Arsenal fans would echo this, he, he is probably one of the most frustrating players you watch because, as Dave said, he works so, so hard for the team, but the guy just struggles in front of goal unless it's like a, an instinct chance almost. Those are the ones he seems to... To be the best. As soon as he's given time to think about it, he, he never seems yeah, to just, stick it away yeah, for some reason. So, As far as and he's, I wouldn't say he's necessarily the answer for finishing chances but you do look around this team and you wonder well, where, where they're all going to come from.
1: Yeah, who else pick?
2: Um, on the Pascal Gross thing, personally I, w- I would give him a game but I guess Lalano and Basuma is not a bad little pairing. To be honest, in centre mid, you've got
1: yeah Basu Basuma. fantastic. There's no there's no questions about him for me. He, he's, he's great. He's great. So,
2: so then Gross only gets in over Lalana,
1: really. Yeah, and Lalana. know, is a tough one because he keeps getting these like niggly injuries, doesn't he? So he's still not really yet to have like a proper run in the team. And mm-hmm. I, I imagine Potter wants to do that, but. At the same time, when when you need to get results, surely you put someone like Gross that's been up in the team the whole time since they've been in the plan. He's more proven. So, if uh, Lallana's proven, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but in terms of playing for Brighton, Lallana has yet to really establish his place, which is no fault of his own, but obviously Lallana's a more proven Premier League player than Pascal Gross. I'm just saying that, for Brighton as a team, Gross is more suited to them because he's played in their team the whole time they've been in the Premier League.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but aside from Pascal Gross, because I think I don't think anyone's going to sit here and argue with it, you think Pascal Gross should probably play more minutes. He's Brighton's most creative player by far. But, so obviously that's, that's, that's a failing of Potter's team selection to not find Pascal Gross situations. But just listening in from what I've, what I've heard there, and thinking about the march, thinking about the Mopai for Wellpec thing, to me, to me, it seems like a guy who's who's playing the playing style for. He's got a team playing the style that's that's working, but currently it's a bit square pegs in a round hole in a way. Whereas it's not something that's it's not something that's particularly on the coach in terms of he, the coach can't go out there and kick the balls. He kind of has to just he put he sends out those players, and if they're fashioning the chances, you you hope that. You hope that your clinical strikers finish them off, but if your strikers aren't clinical, then that's that's not a failure of the coach. That's a failure of your strikers, and probably to a certain extent your recruitment department. Can even I, though that it can all happen to anyone. Yeah, go on, I, Matt.
2: I was just, Dave was saying about Potter's recruitment being not great. I I'm just having a look at who he's brought in since he since he came. So Aaron Moy the first season. This these mm-hmm. are the first season. Aaron Moy. Tarek Lamp, Aaron Moy Matt. not
1: for a no. This is
2: the this is the nineteen twenty seasons. I think he came. Maybe Moy was there the season before and then came back probably. Uh, Lampy, Matt Clark from Portsmouth. He was never going to feature that heavily. Trossard, Webster, who's been really good, and Mopai. So he's been decent, I'd say, since he arrived. I and
0: think then Mopi's this summer been a good player for them so far.
2: This summer they brought in. Their most expensive transfer was Moda. I haven't seen much of him, to be honest. All this Kaboniak—don't know how to say his name—some Polish guy. He's a left back, incidentally, who we haven't seen much of. Zakiri played in this game. Veltman uh, played in this game. Lalana, obviously, on a free. I don't think his recruitment's been that bad. Thinking about those names, I don't know if anyone stands out as a total failure.
0: I think there's a, there's a few there's a few in that just haven't seen enough of. But there's certain, certainly like the headline acts, like um
1: yeah, more um, has been Mo, good.
0: Uh, and Lalana, no. it's too early for, but on paper that's a good signing. And, and I Lamptey. think Tarek, Tarek Lamti a, a fantastic signing, well, three million. Yes, yeah, so it's I, I, I'm inclined to uh, agree with Mike to be honest on that. I don't think it's particularly bad recruitment wise.
1: There's more it's more when I say that that he's bought players that he's not ever really rotated into the team, and that even like Trossard, he's always chopping and changing, so he brings players in like Trossard some games looks brilliant um but then he gets he doesn't start for like the next two games and then then he comes back into the team and maybe he's quiet because he's had a few games out I, it's like he's constantly chopping and changing. Which at this point I now understand, but I feel like he's always been doing that. I just
2: think it's tough. He hasn't got the biggest of squads, in fairness, and the games obviously at the moment is particularly are coming thick and fast. I think you're gonna. Most teams are going to see some rotation. United rotated five against Leeds at the weekend. You. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a tough one. I understand what you mean as far as. Trossard in particular, uh, because I I personally really like him. I think he should be one of the first names on the Brighton team sheet, to be honest.
1: Yeah, same.
2: um, I think sometimes, particularly players like that, will need a rest at times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, let's go back to something else you were saying, Dave, where you were were saying that for all the you're appreciative of the football, but um, at some point you need to just get points on the table. Do you want to go back to that and expand on that a bit more?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was, well, I'm not gonna say if I was him, like have any coaching. Or if
0: I were a manager, <laughs> i <basically, laughs>
1: what i do. What, what, you, do what you need to do problems? is they're doing the right things going forward. There's no doubt about that. You see how many chances they create, etc. What you need to do is basically make them a little bit more like counter-attacking. Like I'd, I'd get if I was like what they're lacking is someone that will sit a bit deeper in midfield. So Basuma's great, but he's very much, I think he's pretty much box to box. And sometimes they get caught on the break where, especially the back three centre-backs, they're caught in a position where, do they go to the ball and risk committing for someone to spread it out wide? Or do they just, like, they're always sort of left in these situations pretty much every game. It, against Leicester in particular it was it was really bad it was literally like Vardy going forward someone like Madison was there or even Iosi Perez and two of them are out wide and one of them is running with the ball in the middle and you've got three centre-backs and you're like, what, what are you expecting them to do there when they've got no support, if they had someone that sat in and it's hard to say, I admit it's hard to say with the wing-backs because most Fullbacks even, are attacking these days. And Lamptey is very important for what he does going forward. So I wouldn't... It's sort of a tough one. Like, you can't... I don't think they would switch to a flat-back four. But he just needs to find a way where they have more balance, that they're set up more to counter-attack, so that they sort of have a base when they go forward. But they haven't thrown so many people forward that they don't have anything where, when... They're sort of caught because they just get caught on the break every week. That That's the reason why they keep conceding goals. Like, even against Sheffield United, they got caught on the break a couple of times. And they're not particularly, like, well, Oliver Burke's a quick player, but he's probably the least dangerous quick player in the league, to be honest.
0: Um, uh, my but, but I don't know if this is just me. Whenever I've watched Brighton, I've never been struck that the problem is that that end I've always thought the problems at the other end of the pitch and just if they were if they were clinical they'd win these games and I've just looked up the who I've just looked at expected goals against for um the Premier League um Brighton are actually the second best for that um better, I was than, Liverpool, better than Chelsea better than Man United, only below Man City who've got quite frankly a ludicrous number
1: um, What's worth, Matt Ryan has not been good this season, which is why they've conceded. No, and no, got,
0: and it has stri-
1: been dropped now.
0: It it, stri- it, it. strikes it strikes strikes me a bit of the a bit of what we were, what we we've talked about before with the with I know, I know me and Brad have talked about this in terms of when we watched Chelsea last year and they were occasionally there were a few horror shows yeah but there was actually some good defending in there that was let down by the fact that they were just giving up some absolutely horror chances and they were letting goals go in at random moments like because the keeper wasn't up to snuff. Um so Brighton are I think that's probably something Brighton are experiencing as well. But you are gonna get caught if you're playing an expansive style. But if you if you're talking if you're talking about keeping if you're talking about reducing the number of chances you face on goal per game, um it's proven that the more the more you try and have the ball, the better that is for you. Because if you're giving up the ball and it's just coming back and back and back and back, you're gonna face more and more and more shots. Like every year we see the highest um people who face the shots in the league in Newcastle. And obviously they don't all go in because they've got Dubravka. But if you were to look at the XG against for Newcastle, they're the second worst in the league. They should concede way more goals than they do, but they've got a standout keeper. So if Brighton were to switch to a counter-attacking style and they were to rely so much more on their defence and their goalkeeper, would that not be a worry if you can't rely on your goalkeeper like other teams down there do?
1: That would be my worry. Uh, so that's sort of open to debate more for the fact that it was Robert Sanchez and just come in and he looks OK, but he's only played a couple of games. Um I, still, I, no, I understand what you're saying, Will, and, entirely, but do you not think when a manager's got 14 wins from 58 games, it's maybe time to start looking at how to pick up points and grind out results? Because that's what I need to do.
0: Where are they in the league? Sixth, uh, 16th. 16th. Okay. 16th. Oh, like Mike, um, what do you think? We, we've well, got the I, I was
2: gonna, on, the, on the counter-attacking style, I think to play that well, like Spurs do, for example, they've got Kane and Son who are just going to finish chances, whereas yeah. we've just discussed with Brighton that they struggle to finish chances already. Mm-hmm. And they're making a decent amount of chances. They should have scored 21 goals according to the expected goals this season, they've only scored 16. So they're down on that. they 7th all... in the league, by the way.
0: 7th in the league. God, excuse. Sorry,
2: yeah. And on, and on expected points, they should be 5th in the league.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen that.
2: So, and obviously, the lower teams are maybe not going to feature as well in these, in these statistics sometimes. But that, to me, says that Brighton are actually playing pretty well. And in most games, are either edging it or in this game, in particular, we're, we're talking about uh, two point nine expected goals for Brighton to one one point zero four to Sheffield United. I mean that that should not finish one one. It just shouldn't.
1: No, I mean I get that, but the bottom line is they keep doing this all season, and they don't look like that. They're going to. They don't look like they're going to start picking up results, and if they don't start picking up results, and the teams around them do, like Burnley won this evening. Um, don't you think
2: those sort of stats suggest that at some point they are going to start picking up the results they deserve
1: not necessarily no but what you've got because, but what you've got is if they're creating it now and they're getting nothing from it what's to tell you that anything's going to change i but, think but
0: there's a there's a the idea the, the idea is is like currently they're finishing at they're finishing at a woeful level whereas you really you would expect some progression or regression whatever it's called to like even if it's just a more an average, average finisher, finisher. like if, even if the finishing just improves just slightly, they're going to start racking up wins. Whereas, like Mike says, if you, if you switch totally to a, a style that relies on clinical play, you're just going to face loads more shots and you're going to score even less goals. So you, you're definitely not picking up points. You might get a one here or there, but you, three points is way more valuable than one.
2: I personally think he's, he's playing the right style. It's not quite, they're not quite picking up what they should be, necessarily hopefully that will turn around because I think he deserves it too a little bit Potter himself and the team to be honest I think, I, I think they've played I mean just on the eye test f- for the games against our teams will, against United and Chelsea Brighton were probably the better team in well, both games
1: uh, every time
0: both of them every time I've seen them yeah, play a they the the team
1: it doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're better teams in games you get nothing from it will catch up with them at the end, it, end of the season but it does it, we've seen this so many times before so many teams. Swan- Swansea were a prime example of this. They played great football the whole time they were in the Prem. And there was a couple of seasons where they they were really not getting any results. And they managed to keep their head above water like two seasons in a row. And then one season they just dropped off. You, They need to do something that is more... Like, yeah, maybe the counter-attacking wouldn't be the right thing, but they need to do something that has more of a balance because they're making loads of chances to get frankly nothing from it. But Dave, yeah, that's so all you, done. you add you add ings or or yeah, exactly. like Callum Wilson to this team. It. Then where where well, they I'm talking about the fact that they're not delivering playing how they are. So yeah, if they so got they a good are. striker, if they got a good striker, yeah, they would be better off and they'd probably be comfortably safe. But the the a matter of the fact is, that all their strikers have proven this season that none of them are particularly in form. So they're not right. getting goals. They're losing games I'm... they shouldn't be losing. They're drawing games they shouldn't be losing. And there's no sign from this current squad that that is going to stop.
0: Dave,
2: let me. Okay. okay, but what I'm saying is that they are actually playing well. All the all the metrics, everything says they should be way higher than they are. Yeah, but they're at not, some point that's going to all turn statistical
1: around. Statistical nonsense. They're not up there. It doesn't matter, Mike. What if what if they lose confidence and they stop playing how they are right now? It's but it's not going to save them, is it? Because Dave, they played well in the game; they lost three-nil. Dave, Dave,
0: so what? So what, so what you're saying is, what we're saying is, they're playing well; they just can't finish their chances. So what you want? What you're proposing is that they change their style to concede less goals. I'm but not. No, no to concede less goals, right? So you're saying that you've suggested a change style a concert, with more balance. With more balance, like yeah. Ten
1: men behind the ball. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. But you're suggesting more balance, right? So what we would get is if you change your style to more balance is understandably, this is what this is what you're going to get. You're going to get more shots on your goal and you're going to get less shots. What Mike's saying to you is, if you increase the chance of you conceding while decreasing the chance of you scoring, how is that going to relate to more points for Brighton? How is that better off than sticking with what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, statistically, yeah, I can see your no, point. No, 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 not
0: getting... it's not statistically, though. It's not but they're not getting results. No, well. no, but yes, they're not getting results, Dave. So what we're asking you is... But what we what we can see, what we can tell, because the numbers are, the numbers which every football club uses, Dave, are telling us that they're playing well offensively, they're just not finishing their chances, and that yeah. they're playing OK defensively. But it all seems yeah. to relate to not finishing their chances to wait. So what we're asking is, if you decrease the chance of scoring goals by going to a less expansive style, which is what happens, and you increase the chances of conceding more goals, because you allow more shots on your goal, how is that going to improve them? How does it improve them? My thing is, yeah, they might...
1: Okay, so what I mean with them are chances is that they don't need to... Like, yeah, if they counterattack, they will face more chances, but the chance of that being like a high-quality chance is smaller, right? Because most of the chances they're facing are where their defence are totally stretched. I'm not saying that they need to... Cut out attacking,
0: saying they need to have more balance. No, no, but, but you've, you've sorry, you've, you misunderstood the point. which the point was, they obviously they can't finish at the level of chance. They can't finish the level of chances they're creating right now, okay. But so what you by going to a more balanced style, you're going to cut down on that level of chances. So you're going to score even less goals, Dave. The defence uh, right now isn't the problem. It's the other end of the pitch.
2: Not even that. You won't even create as many chances which means your strikers who can't score at the moment have even less chance to score that's that's i think was at least what i was trying to say that it is they will end up most likely scoring less but they they're certainly going to have less chances to score and if they can't if they can only score one out of a three xg then i mean we're struggling aren't we i
1: mean the thing is with this Brighton team, you do look at them and you think that is going to be a game where everything they create goes in. But you can't... Re- My thing is that like even last season, they they only really stayed up because they had a good run near the end. They nearly went down last year. They were in the mix right up until pretty much the end. And if I'm a Brighton fan right now... I'm thinking, yeah, it's fine we're playing good football, but we're not getting what we should be from it. And yes, you can buy a great striker or whatever, but right now that isn't something that they have. You've got to, you've got to work with what you've got. Yeah, d-
2: yeah so we're, but we're nine, to, ten days from a transfer window. If they buy one, who can finish? <laughs> and they remain as they are. Then they're, they're a good team. They are but a good team.
0: They, they are, but it's not even about that. It's about that if you... what. Well, what are you it's just like trying to boil down to what you're actually suggesting because by changing style you're going to create less you're going to score less goals and you're going to increase the chance of you conceding more goals which is going to get you relegated it doesn't matter if the results have fallen so far it doesn't matter what's the the indication is they're playing well and that eventually the results will fall because that's how it works good teams shine through eventually. But if you were to change your style and you were to condense it and you were to you were to take away all that's good and just focus on what's mediocre, then you're just going to go down. And you're going to go down without a fight and everyone's going to be like, this is really stodgy football again.
2: If that's it's... what they wanted, they should have just stuck with Chris Hewton. Fine, I don't I'm... think... I don't think that's what they're after. Yeah, with and
0: I'm not saying that Chris Heaton should still be there. I'm what, not saying that at all. What what Brighton look like to me is they look like they're in a very... They look like they're in... They look like they're not content with being Burnley. No, I... I think I'm what they're trying to do that. is to... They just need a couple of... They, need, they basically need one or two parts of the recruitment to hit. And then we're looking at like a mid-table team. We're looking at a, a good mid-table team. And... It's, uh, from my perspective, moving away from the project at this juncture, when there's no there's no statistical inclination at all to move away from the project, would just be it would be daft. It would be incredibly daft to me. My
1: my thing is more that obviously Potter plays good football, but if they don't start picking up results and they find themselves in a relegation scrap, like as in they do actually fall into the the relegation zone, uh, do you think Brighton are going to stick by him? Because I'm not sure.
2: I mean, if they're smart people and they look at what we've just explained, then they should do.
1: But that's but yeah, yeah. But they've also at that point given him over it. You know, a season and a half, and he scraped staying up in his first full season, and then he looks on course that he might be in have, you know, the relegation. He's,
0: he's improved. To, he's improved tons of the players. Yeah, but, no, but so they're that, not getting results. Well, that's yeah, but Dave, point. Dave, Dave. What we're saying though is they should be yes they're not getting the results right now but they should be there's plenty of football teams out there that lose games they should win and you don't when you know when you know you should have comfortably won a game you don't feel as bad like you're like oh okay but you've lost you're like well that happens it happens but they all the every single indicator is saying that they're doing a good thing and that there's no way that if they were tomorrow, if tomorrow they changed their style and they said, Danny, well, but you need to be 20% more clinical. Cause now we're, now we're giving you less chances a game. It's just not going to happen. You're going to go down. It doesn't, that's when you're not going to see any results. But okay. I get the sense. I get the sense that two diametrically opposed on two sides of the coin. And I know we wanted to keep it short this week so we could let everyone go for their Christmas parties via zoom. Um, <laughs> So Dave you wanted to um talk about Leeds too now I'm I'm a bit more in your camp although I'm probably in the middle god look I'm sitting on the fence with this one already oh, um, no. I'm a bit I'm a bit more in the middle between the two of you for how you feel about Leeds but Dave do you want do you want to talk to us about your feelings about Leeds because you were desperate to talk about them
1: well my feeling with Leeds is that I I respect the way Bielsa plays um but I'm not sure why they are getting such like a such so like a media loving, basically, for a team that is doing, to be fair, for a newly promoted team, they're not doing badly. I'm, I'm not going to say that. If you look at the other teams that came up, Fulham and West Brom, they're much worse. Leeds are playing good football, taking the, the game to teams. They've picked up some premium They've had some impressive uh, performances. There's there's no denying that. But the thing is, everyone sort of thought, our oh, Leeds are back. People were... Glowing them up to be some ridiculously impressive outfit going forward. People will even get. I've seen plenty on Twitter of people getting carried away. That happens with every fan base. It's fine. It's not a Leeds thing. But at the moment, they've now conceded 27 goals. They've averaged two. They've conceded pretty much two goals a game. They've slowly sort of fallen down the the table, which I think's gone a bit sort of under the radar really because first few few games, they were quite high up the table, and now they're like 14th? Um, yeah, 14th. 14th. Um, and I think really what's coming home to Roos is just, as well as Leeds play, m- most of their squad's just a, a championship quality team. Yeah. Um, again, like Potter's style, I have a lot of respect for it. Uh, I, I, again, I'd much rather a team like Leeds and Brighton, they're trying to play proper football, than Hewlett or Allardyce Hoofball and a team somehow stay up because they hit the magical 40 points. I I hate that nonsense. So Bielsa, obviously, very acclaimed manager. You know, he's he's achieved a lot in his career, very well respected. And they're playing his football. And it's like even Gary Neville said, he wants them to stay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with them staying with that. If they maybe buy a few more players in January, (laughs) because it's it's just showing this season that, like they bought Koch and Lorente. I'm I'm not sure Lorente's even played that much
0: for the back, and Koch has been been injured. Great when he has Lorente's been injured. That's why. Um, just before before you go into recruitment, um, Mike, what do you, do you like? Just on the point that you think they're getting, Dave seems to think they're getting a bit too much love. Do you do you, do you feel that, or, or do you think it's a case of that they're they're they're, they're likable and that's why they're getting the love in?
2: Well, I'm a United fan, so I'm supposed to hate Leeds, but I love watching Leeds. Um, I think part of it obviously was the pre season hype of Bielsa in the Premier League and Leeds are back in the Premier League. But it, this week they've beaten Newcastle five, five goals to two and then gone to Old Trafford and lost six to two. I just think it's great, to be honest. It's bloody brilliant.
0: <laughs> it's great yeah.
2: for the... I think it's great for the league. They're going to be... They're going to finish about 14th or 13th. They're going to pick up some wins that are going to be incredible, like the Newcastle one, where they just... It looked like they were playing against some kids... And then they're going to go to United and get picked apart because United are good at counter-attacking or, or they're going to go to Stamford Bridge and get beat yeah. comfortably by Chelsea. But then they're going to... They drew with Man City 1-1. And what's, what's interesting about Leeds, I think, is that they're, they're not going to change their style. They're just not. Bielsa will, will not do that. Mm. Um, so we're in for a whole season of this. So strap yourselves in for that. But other teams, wow. are, other teams are changing the way they play. For yeah. To play a promoted team, and I think that is probably one of the biggest compliments you can pay them. I think, that I think... other sorry, teams are, are sorry, other teams, yeah, are going to leads or or leads are coming to them, and the the teams, is, even teams like Arsenal and City, are changing the way they play to mm. to suit leads, which is hilarious.
0: I, I think that's. I think that's. That's the. That's the point of why they're so. Um, the media loving's there for them, like you say, Dave. Is that I think there's. Pro- I think there's probably been a little bit too much of, of it. I think. I think everyone's got a bit carried away. But at the same time, it's so exciting, like Mike says, to see a team impose themselves, even if they're getting battered. Because, like, you want to talk about all our worries about not finishing chances and um letting in too many at the end for brighton well that's Leeds in a nutshell yeah, it is but in a nutshell. but <laughs> if there i must admit one of the one of the matches i look forward the most to every season is um i always when the fixture list comes out i always look for i look for women playing Tottenham at home when we're playing Tottenham away and this year I look for when are we playing Leeds when are we going away to Leeds because I was just like I don't think that for a lot of Premier League fans they've ever seen something quite like Leeds and I think that's where the loving is I think if we look if they stay up like you say and we we come to Leeds next season I think it'll probably be a bit like oh we played these already they're just going to be a really funny funny team to play and they're really interesting to watch but it's the novelty effect i think this season particularly given that it's the premier league it's the most advertised league in the world and they're trying to sell a product and um they're such a fascinating product to sell um i don't think they're particularly i don't think they're world beaters so but i do think they are absolutely fascinating to watch
2: well dave said part of it himself but these are a team essentially mostly of championship players and that's that's where the yeah. the Elsa love comes from, in that in that, when he joined them, they were a mid-table championship team. And the first season he was there, they, they should have gone up and they bottled it. And the second season, obviously, they won the championship. And now they're here with uh, pretty much the same team that he started with. Uh, obviously, there's been a few additions. I, I know this. It's particularly this season, which you'd, you'd need for the Premier League. But even at 6-2 down, these... These Leeds players were still charging around the pitch, giving it everything. Yeah. I just don't think this
0: I love that. Personally.
2: Any other league that would do that for their coach, to be honest. Yeah. I'm um, on board. I,
0: I think I think there's I think Dave, you did want to make the point that you thought they were they needed to change the way they played top six teams. I think I remember you saying that.
1: Uh I mean I, I again I love their style and I really respect them taking the game to teams in the way they do but maybe second half of the season if, if they find themselves in like the, my, my biggest concern with Leeds is that it starts to go wrong and Bielsa walks away. That, that's been my underlying thing. I said it in the pre-season podcast because Bielsa has a history of doing that if stuff goes wrong he, he doesn't really stay around to, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. see it through. What if Leeds tank it for a few weeks, and next thing you know, they're just above the relegation. Uh, so, I think when it comes to big six, as much as I love the fact, as you say, that you know, they there can be any score in those games and yeah. they're, they're trying to take the game to the, whoever they're playing Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, whatever. But, second half of the season, those games they might need to be looking to try and scrape points, they, they can't necessarily be doing that and yet you never know they might manage to win one or two of those games just if they really blow teams away if they finish their chances but i i think against the top six as as much as a the star they have they need to be realistic of trying to basically manage those games for what they are uh rather than just going and playing against them how they do against i don't know west brom because you may got punished doing
0: that. I, th- I think uh, I think it was Steve Bruce uh, who said after I think Chelsea beat his newly promoted the Hull City team two nil opening day of the season, and Steve Bruce was smiling afterwards, and he said, "Well, these these aren't these aren't the games where it's 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 won or lost. That's in the other games." So uh, to be honest, I think if you, I think go out and try and blow them away in the the big games try and swing at them see what you can do because the chances are in this league quite frankly although we say everyone can beat everyone quite often you you do see the big six absolutely stomp the little guys so uh, we know that if you sit in against the big six quite often they beat you anyway so it's
1: more my worry is that second half of the season when these games probably will mean a lot more they could get tanked by a team four or five and then they go into a game that is is a normal game that they should be winning, but maybe they've lost some confidence. Nah. Yeah,
0: I would agree if it was any other team, but from what I've seen from this Leeds team, they seem to be pretty fearless. Although Leeds do always fall apart again. Well, that is going to have to be it for this week. I know, I know that we wanted to talk about Leeds for a bit more, so we will, we will come back to them in a later week. But we've we're sort of on a tight deadline here because uh, the Mike's Mike's going off to actually play some football, believe it or not, and I'm a uh, imagine. Uh, I'm about to go watch Chelsea play West Ham and probably cut my eyes out. Um, we've just got time, just time to give you um, your Wazik of the week. Does anybody have a Wazik of the week they want to give it to? Anybody got any nominations?
2: Has anyone seen Matt Ritchie's own goal?
0: Yes. No, I haven't. I haven't seen Matt Ritchie's yeah. own goal, but I'm happy to give it to him.
2: Yeah, well, I mean it's not his fault. Oh no, no.
0: Apologies, Wazik of the week is Jake Livermore. There you are. Sorry. Oh, for that yeah. tackle. Possibly yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the worst tackles I've seen for a long time. Wazzic of the week. Um Mr. David Harris, have you got a stat of the week you want to give us, or are you too busy fuming about XG oh, you see?
1: <laughs> No, do you know what, Will? I don't I had a stat. We even we even said it yesterday when we met up, but
0: it's socially right,
1: distanced. It's gone.
0: it like um, Here's Dave's stat of the week. I'll give it. It's the stat is two, and that's the number of South Coast managers Dave's once fired. Um, Mike, I'm how did Joel Linton get fired. on this weekend?
2: <laughs> uh, nothing much from Linton this week, but we we continue the watch along. So i will
0: not even Muhammad Ali did it every night. Not even Ali did every night. Dave, if the people want to follow you to find out why you think Graham Potter should get sacked, where can they do that?
1: <laughs> At Dave Harris underscore forty four.
0: And Mike, if they want to follow you for more live Joel Linton coverage, where can they do that? Uh, at Mikey Bresley on Twitter as well. And you can follow me at 117, but please don't. Please instead follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including Mumsnet. Um, and brilliant. Please listen. Uh, please listen on a into our new betting podcast on a Friday, which features Mr. Michael Breslin and uh, Mr. Henry Hodgson, who has appeared on this podcast a few weeks ago. It's um, they're not doing particularly well, but eventually it will pick up, and it will be and it's a good listen anyway. And it allows you to have a bit more of a preview of the weekend than what we can offer here. But I think Dave did us tell him to go to the website.
1: Ah, I'm not sure you did well.
0: Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been to the website, please go to the website. Mr. David Harris will be putting up an article soon saying the five things he learned from this weekend's Premier League action. You go to inandaroundmedia.com to get that. Um, But until next time, um, have a happy and uh, merry Christmas. Um, Don't watch Elf because it's garbage. Um, If you're watching a Christmas movie, Dave, are you ready for this? I'm going to come off the bench. I'm going to give you an opinion. Are you ready? Muppets Christmas Carol, far better. No, far D- better. Oh, that is a classic too. It's uh, a great, it's a great one. Um, Dave, Die Hard Christmas movie? No. Why not?
1: Uh just it's just something about action films trying to be festive that doesn't sit well with me. Well,
0: oh, but Die Hard's a cracking film, but and it's set at Christmas, so is it? Is it?
1: Home, Home Alone is as far as I'll go. Ah,
0: oh, you see, I, I I don't I appreciate Home Alone. I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: It's because
0: yeah. you're a wet man. It's because, excuse me. <laughs> Bloody hell, the festive fiddler at it again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll see you next time, which will be the, um, we'll have another special guest and it will be the first part after Arsenal-Chelsea. So um it could be a good one. But until then, we'll catch you later. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh Merry Christmas. <laughs>